Okay, let's give this a fucking try. Picture this, a night cast of dicks coming out our lips. Mike is sick, Tot will punch her baby beeps in her shit. Give me lip, I'ma send you to the roof. Watch that stick, make a switch. I can beep this after dark real quick. Oh! Mike live, coming out son. strong. Live. Yeah, who, who doesn't do live intros? We do the livest shit, the most livest. It's like Chance the Rapper live up in here. It's like Tut's Kirk Franklin and I'm Chance the fucking rapper. Yeah, I do not apologize for having better production value and being able to do cool shit. Yeah, tight as fuck up here, dude. It's dope. Would you say that it's toit? Toit. I'd say it's toit. Toit like a toiger? Like a toiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were granted with a little bit of a, a present, a surprise, on a Saturday evening. Yeah, the Easter Bunny come early. Mm-hmm. Beeps casted some shot. And we have a, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. So do we want to get into the cast? Do we want to get our business out of the way first? Do we have any business? Um, what are you the, drinking? So I'm drinking in my fancy cup. Yep. Uh, I'm drinking an Applejack called Arkansas Applejack. Uh, as you've known from previous episodes, I've been into uh, uh, Calvados uh, apple brandy, and this is like an American version of that. Um, and when someone handed me the bottle called Arkansas Applejack, I was like, get that shit out of here. But it is delicious, and I like it. Kudos to you, those. I've got a bit of an interesting beer myself. Saucony Creek Brewing Company. Um, Lord of Misrule, Belgian style strong ale. It is an eleven percent, no nine percent. It's a strong bad boy. Oh, good. I need to know. Wouldn't want you drinking a a weak beer, Tut. No, not at all. Uh, That's not how I roll. I actually, well, so I've 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 shit on beer for a long time. Like I've not been a beer guy. I think I might be getting into beer a little bit. Or or no no no. That's too early to say. I might be interested in in passively reentering the world of beer. Oh, yeah, just broadening your horizons, if you will. Yeah. I think you will. Sounds like you will. Some guy gave me one of those heady toppers, and he explained to me why it was so good. You're supposed to suck his dick, then. You realize how hard that stuff is to get? Oh, well, I w- I'm his boss. Um, oh, so he already sucks your dick. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. That's cool. Did you save it? Did you drink it? Did you like it? I drank it. Yeah, he br- I brought it to he brought it to a meeting that we were having, and he was just he and I that drank it, and he was explaining to me like what made it so good, and I was like, oh okay, maybe I can get behind beer, but that's setting a really high bar. It's like, oh, if I like this, maybe I like others, but probably not. Yeah. There's some other stuff. Get yourself some Treehouse if you can. Um, that's also a little bit that that's from Southernish Mass. Um, it's about an hour and a half outside of Boss Town Treehouse. Okay, and uh, yeah. Anyway. Keeping it, let's keep this chain rolling because chain, Jesus, train, let's keep this train rolling train. as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to comment on something because uh, you know, a long, long, long time ago in a galaxy, in a beepers after dark, far, far away. Exactly. We said we weren't going to talk about politics or we weren't going to talk about that devil. Um, but you brought up at a dinner, you recommended a podcast to uh, my lady wife. Um, to keep a prize oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of politicals going on. And I have to say, I was like, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to really get into it because they're going to be too political and shit. But I've listened to every episode since then. They're fucking great. I want to plug them. for no, If for no other reason that the, the, the main two guys that run that podcast, their names <laughs> are John Lovett and John Favreau, <laughs> the director of Iron Man. 
<laughs> and and Elf and uh, what else? What the critic. John Lovett done? <laughs> yeah, the critic. <laughs> yeah. Amazingly, those two fellows are not uh, the Hollywood folks, but uh, no, I would say of the, of Beepers After Dark, I am the John Favreau, and you are the John Lovett. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. And there's no greater compliment than you could give me than calling me John Lovett. He is my favorite, like. Uh, podcaster these days. Uh, I was like thinking for those who are a fan of the show, like I was this close to buying the shirt of his that says straight shooter respected equally on both sides. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so go listen to pause or, or yeah, pause save America. Uh, when you want to, um, deal with the shit that is, uh, America these days. And then when you don't listen to beeps cast and beepers after dark, because that's not what we're about. Yeah. And so speaking of beeps cast 30, right? Like welcome back. 30. Took you three zero fucking ever to finally get to thirty, but she opens up real hot, hot to trot. Yeah, with a blast at uh, Beepers After Dark. It was very clear. I t- woke up, I saw that it was in in my feed. I turned it on like while in bed, and I said to Bree, I was like, Beeps is shitting on us right now with tone. Within the first fifteen seconds, shot across the bow, shots fired. So we I feel just, like we answered those shots. Yeah, we answered it, and so now it's up to them to to up their game. Yeah, up up your production value, beeps for Christ's sake. Uh, but I, w- you know what she did because she brought in who I'm going to go out on a limb and say best co-host ever. Yeah, of beeps, of yeah. beeps cast, and, and it's that's, that's and, a tough one because she's had a lot of great ones. Uh, I really enjoyed the Terry episode. That was a like instant classic. I really instant. loved the the her parents episode. That was a, oh, amazing. Also good. Uh, Anna was great. Um, I was obviously perfection, but this was one notch better. I'm gonna call it tops, and especially because more than once, but certainly coming right out of the gate, tone with the low D, low. Uh, D fucking really lets that dick just swing around. It's it's so low. Um, And and yes, beeps is she does a bang up job. You do a bang up job. Is it a bang down? Well, if you get banged down, that's a different story. And if you are banged up, not the same thing. Mm -hmm. But when you do a job and it's a bang up one, you're doing it right. There's no such thing as bang down. There's, it doesn't exist. I've never heard anyone ever say that. I don't know what happens in your bedroom, but... I... Gentle, tender lovemaking. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, that, that was a very minor blip in their, in their delightful conversation within Beepscast. So I want to know what you thought about the, uh, the saga that was the multiple trips to the eye doctor. And did we ever get a determination, by the way, was it an ophthalmologist or an optometrist? Don't care. Don't know the difference. So okay. I would Give me your first... Thoughts. Before I judged the the uh, script, I'd like to judge the performance. So I will say that the performance of that story by the two very different types of storytellers of Beeps and Tone, like the two of them, the difference in the way that they tell stories is so wonderful. And like the, just the way that they worked together on that storytelling was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. I, in fact, was listening to it while walking through a graveyard. Uh, like <laughs> sure. there's one near my house and it's like kind of a quiet place to walk. So I was like going for a walk sure. to listen to beeps cast and, sure. and, uh, just found myself walking through there. So it was like spooky. It was great. It, it fit the scene perfectly. All right. So that's the performance back to the script and the story itself. Sure. The story itself, um, immediately, immediately on first description of the building, 
just wouldn't have gone in. Like myself would not have gone in. Two, upon meeting the receptionist of uh, Jerry Gergich from um, what's Parks that? And Rec. Yeah, no, no. But what's that transvestite uh, movie? Uh, time warp again. Let's do the time warp. Rocky Horror oh, Picture. F- for Rocky Horror? It, it sounded like Jerry Gergich from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I would have walked in and probably just done a circle and been like, "Oh, is this Carl's um like sleepy shop?" Nope. Sorry, gotta go. Oh, like the time that Tone walked into a barber shop, but it was clearly not for white fellas, and he pretended to get a phone call and walked out. Ask him about that sometime. It's weird. <laughs> um, you know what? The the begin. This was a. You you hit the nail on the head. It was a it was a two sides of a wonderful coin of the beeps and tone storytelling. Because beeps comes out of the gate with her stories like you guys, you know what I did yesterday? I went to the eye doctor. And then tone has that dry humor. But beeps was the equivalent. Have you seen the Geico commercial where it's squirrels digging in the trash and one squirrel's like, oh god, this tastes horrible. Hey hey, uh, whatever his name, Frank, you got to taste this. It tastes so horrible. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah. That's beeps with this story. Hey, I went to the eye doctor and it was weird, so I made Tone go. Yeah, I mean, just their marriage. Like, what the fuck are they doing there? Like, <laughs> no, oh, I, I had a medical procedure that was like borderline criminal terror. Uh, you should go, husband. <laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah, well, you know what? He went and he corroborated her story, which is tough to do because Beeps, elab- she, uh, what do you call it? She embellishes a bit in her stories, which is what we love. It's what we signed up for. Signed yeah. up for. I 100% would have left 100 times. Now, imagine this, though. Imagine you've heard a beep story, which is always entertaining to hear. And, like, you have the picture of, like, both of these characters in your mind. And then you go in and you're living through it. How do you not just, like, laugh hysterically the whole time? I would because I wouldn't because every beep story I go, it wasn't like that. It wasn't really like that. She said that this person was like a fucking, you know, uh, whatever, Ronald McDonald or something. And then you go in and it's just a guy who happens to have large feet and wears like maroon shoes, not red ones. And you're like, okay, that's not really Ronald McDonald. It sounds like in this case, using my metaphor, it really was Ronald McDonald. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. I, Ronald McDonald was a guy who like fastidiously washed his hands in the exact same manner every time, which don't you want your eye doctor to wash his hands? I think they arrived at that conclusion. No, too. I do. But I think what they were saying is, is it's like, I want my eye doctor to look like he's, he's washed his hands before. And it's like a nat- natural occurrence <laughs> for him. And he's not That's like something that he has to very concentrate on. So yeah, some alien yeah, wearing a flesh thing. suit who was just like instructed on his mothership. Like oh, when you wash your hands, make sure you do it. Like it's like sugar water. It was like, the fucking MIB sugar water. Um, uh, If they go back, I really want to hear, like, I'm so curious on what magazines this place has in their uh, waiting room. I think that could be an interesting... I'm going to do an over-under. Do you think they even have a magazine from this decade? Do you think it's one of those places that has nothing but, like, Teen Vogue from 19... Or from 2005. No, I do. And I bet it's kind of... I just... I'm hoping it's, like, really weird ones, like Cats and Guns. And it's like, fuck, what does a cat need a gun for? Well, they're in Michigan. And like you open it up and like half the articles are just written by the receptionist. <laughs> that would get me. That and like, would get me. And, and the, but the receptionist is like peering over the little, it's probably like a high counter in a window. And the receptionist is just kind of staring, waiting for you, waiting for you to read his or her stories. Yeah. It's a his. It's Gary Gergich. Jerry Gergich. Yeah. 
so that's what I picture now. It, it is 20 Serpentine, too. And uh, for those of us who are um, Mobim Bam listeners. Uh, and so I'm thinking here that like maybe this was Beeps' zag for the year because 20 Serpentine is all about like zigzag, like a serpent. Uh, so I think this was her zag. I'm going to stop you right there and say, I don't know what you're talking about. And you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And I want to know if Beeps knows what you're talking about. So I'm going to try to accomplish three things here. One, I want Beeps to explain this on the next Beeps cast, which two proves that she listened to this. Mm-hmm. And three will give me the information that I don't. She, she refuses to directly address us. Have you noticed no, no, that? I don't want her to address us. I just wanted to talk about it. And then we'll know. That'll be the little secret, you know, secret sign. We're like the the inverse of CNN to her Trump. Like she refuses to acknowledge that we exist. <laughs> yes, exactly. Instead of her tweet, which she already does. If she tweeted about us all the time, that would be. Oh man, that'd be awesome. If she Trump tweeted at us. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what if, I, I want to get like a 3 a.m. tweet. If she called us the just fake blasting beepers after dark. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I have one other thing to say about her storytelling. Um, uh, style for this. If you noticed, and this is what I picked up on, when she was talking about the guy washing his hands, it was like every step it was, and the water is still running. So you tell me a story, and I'm gonna, this is what I pictured in my head of like a, um, you know, interpretive theater fucking performance of this story. You just tell me a story, like you, tell me about you uh, getting home from work today. Oh, I, I well, I didn't. I didn't go to work today. I uh, and the water was still. Running. I just stayed at home and and played with Tommy all day. And the and, water was still. Running. Uh, we watched a few episodes of um, the Wonder Pets today. And the water was still. Running. And uh, then he took a nap, and I ate a full frozen pizza by myself. And the water was still running, just like that. That's what it sounded like. Cool. <clears throat> Twenty serpentine. I'm gonna don't don't say anymore. I want to hear it from Beeps. Right. I want to hear it from Beeps. And then she she go ahead. Between that story and the story or in the their like minimal conversation around the um uh the Oscars, there was a whole bunch of chopping and editing that went on. And it's funny. So I'm not gonna say that we never edit uh, beepers after dark. And I I will say, and nobody pointed this out, but I did a very horrible edit job in our last episode of cutting out where there was some technical bullshit. Yeah, we had sen- a lot. Like I, I think I edited together a sentence of mine where the sentence started with one thing and ended with another thing. And I just didn't pay attention because I get too drunk when I'm doing this and then you get what you get. Um, beeps. <laughs> Tone, I think he must have referenced the town that they live in. And then she said, we got to cut that out. I got to do some editing. But then she did the editing because I don't think he, we heard the name of the town. But then she left in the part where they're talking about how she's got to do the editing. She may have done it intentionally because she's so avant-garde. But beeps, come on, up your game. This is all in line with our theme of this show. Up your production value. Yeah, baby. yeah. I mean, you know, though, it's does it say more about her or more about us that, like, it's basically, she's basically just Morse coding a podcast and we come back and listen to it like like addicts every time. So, you, you know what? I, I will admit, we rely on like some flair, whereas she's literally the person in a room, yeah. literally in a room with a USB microphone and a computer that she barely knows how to use <laughs> and a dog coming in and a mandolin and her, her fandom. And it's and electric. It has spawned a fan cast. Yeah. It's electric. Electric. All right. I, they brought up the um, the Oscars, which we don't have to talk too much about. But I, I, Tone, in the background, on the side, 
he was like, they were talking about watching the Oscars, and he's like, the red carpet! And I go, fucking Bill Burr. He's he's Bill Burring this, and they just kept writing it. Uh, we caught it, Tone. Don't you fucking Bill Burr us. Uh, and then they went into a What Do You Like? Uh, which was great to have the theme song back of What Do You Like? It was just really, Another low D. really good to Way hear. Way to go, Tone. Um, Tone likes concert etiquette. Um... Which like wow guys way to way to bring the heat. Uh, <laughs> I'll jump at the end of this segment. Uh, what do you like? Peeps goes. Oh, we're back. So send me your what do you likes because I don't have any. And as I was listening to that uh, Beeps cast with Pine Size Tut, Lady Wife, she became all indignant and goes, "What the fuck? I've sent like five yeah. what do you likes. Other people have tweeted. We've seen them. Yeah, Beeps." Collect your what? Get your shit, get your together. shit together. You have what do you like? I've sent multiple emails with like lists of thirteen things in them. I got. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Fatty Maddie is still a little bit upset that she didn't read his very well thought out email about his what do you like? She was like, Fatty Maddie likes sunglasses. That's what he likes. And that hear that what do you like? And now we're done. And he was what the fuck? And he's so a beeps, fuck. you have the material. And he's a father now. I mean what better gift to give? He is a father. Give this father the greatest gift. Do you know how hard it is to be a new father? I do not. It's do really hard. Because you feel like you have to do everything, but you kinda can't do anything. Well you're I mean you were a worthless piece of shit coming into it. I know. I know. How is it going to make you any better? Although I will say side squatch he, you know, is he still a worthless piece of shit? I think he's up his game. I don't know. That's that's a lot. That's a lot for him. Yeah. Well, well, he hasn't gotten any worse. No, that's, that's true. That's an accomplishment. It's hard to get I don't know like I think you, can you go down from there? Yeah. I think the only like person lower than him on the spectrum would be Ursula from uh, The Little Mermaid. Uh, she had her shit together. Her plan almost worked, and that was a pretty complicated so, plan. So then you're arguing right now that Ursula better than Side Squatch. At, execute, at putting a plan in a multifaceted plan in motion and executing it? Yes. What about at singing? I, you know... I would take Side Squatch over Ursula. I would too. I would yeah. too. I would take Side Squatch singing Endless Love at, with the, the Linda Ronstadt part with you mm-hmm. and the Lionel Richney part any day. That was one I of just, our greatest performances. Oh, you did it once? Oh, man, really? Yeah, at the Hong Kong. I know. Oh. the uh, If I had my shit together, I would pull the audio from that because there's a video of it, and just insert it right here, but I don't have my shit together. That behavior would have been poor concert etiquette. <laughs> exactly. See what I did there? Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> there's there's some... Let's just get. Let's just hit the, the high notes of this. First of all, no lube, no lube sax free jazz. Yeah, no lube. Saxophone free jazz with no lube. Boom. I loved that. Tone, that was real aggressive. I did not think we were going into, like, rough anal sex territory with Tone. That... But that's how Tone, that's how he delivers things. Is it? Okay, whenever, aren't you ever with Tone and you see him and you know he's got things going on in his brain, but you you don't get to hear them. You don't get to experience them. And every so often he comes out with like, yeah, you got to have a, a, what I wrote down was hashtag dedicated roof sniper. Dedicated <laughs> rooftop sniper. Yeah, yeah. That like, was, where does that shit come from? Yeah, he's got a real, I mean, for like a real gentle soul, he's got a real fucked up mind with like roof snipers and like lubeless intercourse 
Exactly. I don't know. I, I will say that that's modern day concert etiquette. Scarlet letter is tranked <laughs> in your seat with an open bag of chips in your lap. And as the people file out and you look in the auditorium, there's a tranked guy with chips in his lap. Scarlet letter. There's a gal with a tranked gal with a bag of fucking raisinets in her lap. Yeah. It was classic. It was it was perfect. I will say though, uh, I'm all for the guy who fell asleep. I'm team guy fa- f- uh, fall asleep guy. And fall asleep, but but about snoring. He was snoring. Yeah, I'm team snoring guy. And this story. Really? Yeah, yeah. Are you doing that just to be contrary? That's not what Contrarian? I do. That's not what I do. That's not what you do. <laughs> That's not what I do. Uh, no, no. And as you know, what tone came around to like present my my side later, which I was very appreciative of, because as he was telling the story, I'm like. I think you as an audience member have the right to showcase your the the way that the artist is connecting with you emotionally. And if it's connecting with you emotionally in such a manner that puts you the fuck to sleep, then fuck that artist. They're not doing shit right, which they acknowledged. Or what if the point of their music was to put you to sleep? Then they fucking nailed it. Then that's a goddamn standing ovation. And maybe Tone needs to learn some better etiquette. But you can't stand and give an ovation if you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catch 22 is all over the place. You know what I didn't like in this What Do You Like? I'm going to call out beeps. She was like, but then again, once upon a time, it was you belch to show your appreciation for a meal. Like everybody assumes that belching is bad. It's not. I, uh, I mean, I, I, I belch to show appreciation for life, baby. I used to have a cousin. I still have a cousin. When we were little, uh, he once saw a guy burp, and then the burp turned into vomiting. So if anyone ever burped at a meal, he would get sick, and he like couldn't eat anymore. That means he has a weak constitution. Yeah, he's a cop now. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God. The other thing that I caught on to in that one was when Beeps was talking about, well, and then we were at a concert once, and this woman shushed us because I want to be able to show my appreciation, blah. And then she said, we weren't bothering anyone. And also, Pine Size Tut in the room goes, well, obviously they were bothering someone if someone turned around and shushed them. Yeah. So you were, it sounds like you were bothering exactly one person, and that person was dumb. Mm-hmm. But let's just be real. The, um, the hearing aid one, that's such a tough one. Oh, man. I got to tell you, though, because you know, you know this world, too. You remember your days in the Oriana Consort mm-hmm. singing for the old people? Mm-hmm. And I know Beeps knows this. We just did this last Sunday. And once again, we had the old person in the audience with the squelching hearing aid. And it, it's funny when you're just singing for the old folks in their, in their place. In their home, yeah. In their in their home, but if you're, but if you are in a concert hall hall that is meant for the general public, and you don't realize that your hearing aid is squelching because you have it turned up, or I don't know how those how that works. I don't know how they work either, and I don't know why they put out sound, but they obviously do. And like, I, I, it's because they're they're up too loud. It's just it's just like getting feedback on a microphone. They're getting feedback in there, and how do they not hear that? That's what I don't understand too. But like, I have just such such sympathy for them. My biggest fear in life is deafness. Like it has always been and will always be. Like that is my number one fear. We're both going to have you, you've been listening to music your whole life, right? Head with headphones. Yeah. Did you ever do it like irresponsibly loud in your youth? No. I went okay. and got you my might, hear. You might be okay. I went and got my hearing tested a few years ago just to get like a baseline. Like a can formal, get, like not just like in the doctor's Oh, so office. you can, so you can compare and see how it's tracking. Yeah. Time. I had like can the get, full I'm going to get nerdy with you. Ready? 
So you don't actually like full on lose your hearing as you age, but there's this wide spectrum of frequency that we hear as as humans. Mm. And the reason that old people are always like, huh? Huh? it's not because they can't hear you. They, he- they hear that you're talking, but the the high frequencies are what you start to lose. And that's where you understand like, you know, diction and things like that that make words. So they can hear that you're talking, but all they hear is like, like adults in the peanuts. Mm. That's why they get the hand. So that's why hearing aids, uh, they turn up the high frequencies. And that's why you get that oh, high pitch okay. squelch. Well, that was more valuable than tone just like being a real ageist. Shitting all over old people. Yeah. But, but you know what? That means that old people can still hear the bass. They can still hear that rockin' bass. Because like the they're all in the about that bass. About bass. 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 Um, yeah. I got my bass right here. Speaking of bass, should we should we play a little tune and do some uh, beeps choreography? Live. There you go. There's my live. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we should. Um, do you already know? Is this going to be off the cuff? I haven't listened to this in advance, so whatever the beeps choreography is going to oh, be I don't, to me. I don't know. I mean, I, we may do a touch of choreography. We may not. I don't know. We'll see how the spirit moves us. But like, we, yeah, okay. we like to introduce at least you know one hot song. Or should we save this for the close? Eh, whatever. Fuck it. Here it comes. So this is don't, Buddy Rich. Don't play the whole thing and then pull, pull it back up for the close later from wherever oh, you stop. God. Okay, so Beeps runs on stage in a old-timey, uh, like, bandit mask and black and white straight shirt and a, and a bag with a dollar sign on it as though she had just robbed a bank. And she's chased by Tone, who's wearing an old-timey police uniform and, like, spinning a billy club with, like, one of those hats that looks like a bubble. And they're just chasing each other around the stage. Um, and where's Callie in all this? Is Callie chasing them or is Callie leading them? No, Callie is dressed up like a police car and Tone is riding her. <laughs> that's that's as, I'm with you. That's as far as I got. That's as far as I got. Okay. You wanna, let's, you want to just inter- enjoy a little bit of this and yeah. then I'll pull it back? Okay, here we go. A little drum breakdown. Well, let's see what's coming up here. We got a little some horns. Oh fuck, steak! Horns! Yeah. yeah, drums come out. Um, that's some shit. That's okay. I'm glad you dig it. Yeah. Um, all right. So while we're on music, uh, can we talk about Chance the Rapper and like Beeps's like? Does she have a full like 180 on that? I feel no. She didn't. She didn't have a full. She, no. She just goes. She, no. Tone goes. Do you think Chance the Rapper will be at the Oscars? Which I don't think he was. And Beeps turns. She's like, you know, I I appreciate what he does, and I appreciate his style and blah. Is that I like what his arrangements. As did if you say, as if he's goddamn Quincy Jones. I like his arrainments. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. his court arrainments. Yeah, Auto corrected. 
Anything over five <laughs> letters is just too hard to spell. So I just let the computers guess. Um, yeah, she I, like like what the fuck? I like his arrangements. It they're called beats in hip hop. So like, well, hold on. The same thing with when I when we were listening to Chance, uh, have, whatever a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. um, the the arrangement of the track, which I don't is he the producer? Who's producing these tracks? Not him. Yeah, we're not. Hey, side squatch, if you're listening, yeah, we didn't do our fucking research again. All right, just like we didn't know that um, that the name of the artist on uh, uh, on that track we played was no name was the singer. Sorry. Hey, man, I'm not here to do research. I'm not like an intellectual here. All I do is just I let my ears guide me, and I bring that heat and I bring that flavor. I find it out and I put it on this podcast. Yeah. That's what he does, and then I also then I don't do the research either, and then we don't know what we're talking about. And then Tut gets but with drunk. Chance the rapper, yeah. Well, that, yeah, I'm drinking. You're too beer. sober for us, like coming up at the end of our episode. Uh, do you want me to down this beer while you talk? Yeah. All right, here's the deal: you have to say an intelligent and multi-part sentence about Chance the rapper and what you think of his production value, and I will finish this beer by the time you're done with that sentence. Okay, mm-hmm. three, two, one, go. Chance the Rapper, the reason Beeps, Beeps is racist, Beeps doesn't like black people, is really what it comes down to. Uh, I was trying to hope, I was hoping if you'd like mess up and spit your beer if I said that. Um, no, listen, I'm done. You didn't even make it through a sentence. I'm done with the beer. No, I know. I don't think, I, like, I'm convinced, all right, another, if I can, I, I, I want to propose a challenge to Beeps. I, I, I don't think Beeps likes hip hop. Like, I, I, you can't understand and appreciate and truly like hip hop and not be a fan of Chance the Rapper, or at least like see his artistic value. I, I just don't think that that's possible. So I'd love for Beeps on an episode to like talk about some hip hop that she likes. And you can't take the easy route out and say anything on Jay-Z's The Black Album, right? That's every what do you like. Think, what, what kind of music do you think she does like? What do you think that she is the... Um is the ex- not the expert, but like is a uh, Chris Thiele. Consp- okay, okay, <laughs> right. Like I would defer to her on anything Thiele or like in that genre. Um, I think like here we go. Yeah, I'd say that stuff. I'll give you that. And, there, and what here, where I was going with that was tying back to the Oscars. How uh, when uh, when Pint Size Tut and I saw La La Land, we weren't we weren't um, like Gaga head over heels with for it, but. We we liked it enough so that we we're like, ah, let's just listen to that soundtrack again and see if anything actually grabs us. And then we listen to the soundtrack every day for two weeks. Ooh. And there's three tracks on it, maybe, that that I still sing in my head. Really? So it's not it's not worthless. Like some people think it's worthless. And Ryan and the, the like simplistic singing of the stars who aren't really singers doesn't bother me. And all the shit that all the people complain about don't doesn't bother me even the fact that like it's the white guy who's trying to quote save jazz or whatever the fuck people think that 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 character's trying to do none of that bothers me the movie's not perfect and obviously it wasn't good enough to be best picture (laughs) please tell me you watched no i was in bed actually yeah it was 12 fucking 30 when that happened i was we were gonna go to bed an hour and a half before that and we're like well they're almost at the end i also don't watch movies so like i did i didn't really care that much oh okay we love movies in this household and uh I mean, it, it was it was quite a moment, and I had to look it up. No, never happened before. Of course, never not. happened before. Um, no, never happened that they that in any form, never even for like the lesser categories, they've never fucked up 
the actual winner. I still do. You st- have There's you, been other fuck ups, but not like of this nature. Have you? Did you even hear like what happened? Like what was the result? Yes, I did. I'll explain it to everybody because I read into this. So Price How Price House Water Coopers, what the fuck? Whatever the accounting firm Price is, Price Waterhouse Coopers. Price Waterhouse Coopers. They um they tabulate the results, and two people um are in charge of putting the results in the little envelopes. And it's dupe. Here's the key part. It's duplicated. So there's two different suitcases, both of which have all of the envelopes. The correct. The correct. And the people who have those suitcase, those suitcases, briefcases, um, both memorize the um, winners. And those are the people that stand off stage. Now, oddly enough, this year they didn't do the thing where they trot the people out and say, oh, these are the people from PricewaterhouseCoopers. Who better be, better be, blah, blah, I want to say it was Ernst and Young. No, PricewaterhouseCoopers. So um, yeah, PwC. So here's the here's the controversy of of this one. So uh, those two people are standing on either side of the stage because sometimes presenters come from one side or the other, and this is where the two briefcases come into play. So if you're coming from stage left, you know the whatever person hands you the envelope, or if you're coming from stage right, the stage right person hands you the envelope. Mm. So what happened was Best Actress, which went to Emma Stone for La La Land, came from stage whatever. And best picture came from the other side of the stage, and the dude on the other side of the stage somehow let Warren Beatty walk out with the envelope from the previous category. It said best actress on it, but it said La La Land, blah blah blah, and that's how they said La La Land as the as the winners. So gotcha. okay. here, here's the here's the digital age fucking twist to this, which is what we like to talk about. That dude had been posting tweets all night of backstage pictures of him like handing out envelopes and him with the winners and all this stuff. Cause if you're an accountant at PricewaterhouseCoopers, this is your fucking like, th- I mean, this is your, this is your Oscars this is, because it is literally yeah. your Oscars. It's the moment. It's like why you, yeah, it's, it's why you rise to be a fucking partner at PricewaterhouseCoopers or whatever this guy is. Right. So he, he had been tweeting all night. All of those tweets have since been deleted. And the, the, there's an article that claims that there was a tweet of him taking a like a selfie or somebody taking a picture of him. I didn't see it with Emma Stone, who had just won Best Actress. And at that moment in time, Warren Beatty was supposed to be getting the next envelope. Mm. So this guy wasn't paying attention because he wanted to get his mom, his picture with Emma Stone, which who wouldn't and let Warren Beatty walk out with the wrong envelope. Boom. Okay, thank you. That's that's the best. I've not cared enough to look it up, but I'm glad that you told me. Yeah, never happened before. Hmm. But it took them two minutes. Oh, the other the, the other stat is it took them two minutes, two full minutes, because they they announced them. They said La La Land or Faye Dunaway did, and the people are walking on stage and they gather because it's the best picture. So it's like fucking everybody comes up on stage. Two minutes since them saying the wrong movie until somebody actually stopped it. Yeah, kid I was... Uh, that was super slow reaction time, I gotta say. Kid I was friends with in, in college was on stage. He did, uh, like, sound editing or, or something for them, so... Well, that... that Good for him. It was sound cool to was see. It's cool to see someone, you know, on stage at the Oscars, and it's funny to see him have to walk off when he loses. Ha <laughs> um, ha! Oh, wait, no, you're saying he did sound editing for La La Land? Yeah. So he, they won for sound editing. No, he, yeah, he won they one won. early. Yeah, he 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 does in fact have an Oscar. Now, which is cool. was he the guy that walked up and got the Oscar for sound or whatever? I don't know. I didn't watch the whole show. He's got like kind oh, of, you know what they if it was uh, sound editing, they you know how they give out some ahead of time. Whatever, fuck the Oscars. You, by the way, meet you did it. You did it. 
Yeah. This is a t- 11% beer I chugged while you oh, started the sentence. Well, I drank all my Applejack. I just realized the reason I'm fucking rambling about the Oscars is because I... Oh, because you're drunk. You, 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 you got me there. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, we should probably wrap this so train Ch- up. So Chance the Rapper, how about that guy? In conclusion, oh, America. No, I no, we're not concluding oh, yet. I have one thing to say. So Beep's got a new car. And she doesn't know how to use the parking brake. <laughs> and by her talking about that, it led me to go. So I've, uh, I think you've been to the uh, the the Beeps and Tone household in Michigan, and I've been there. I have, and you've. There aren't that many hills. No. Nope. Why the fuck are you using your emergency brake, your parking brake, so unnecessary, so frequently? I feel like you never need to use it unless you're parked on some crazy. Uh, like driveway that goes up to a fucking loading ramp for your, your fucking work or whatever. You don't need to put on the parking brake every time you park beeps. They just call it a parking brake. Almost break. never. It's, you almost never. Almost Have, never. Can you count on one hand the number of times you've engaged your parking brake in your vehicle? Yeah, and like three out I've of had the, the same vehicle for three out of the I've four. Had the same, three out of the four oh, came like oh. while I was in driver's ed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, I meant your current vehicle. Oh, I've had my, my vehicle for vehicle? seven years, and I think I've used the parking brake once a year. Yeah, prob- probably once a year. Like, yeah. there's a- my brother used to live on a wicked steep hill in Brighton, and so like I I use it there. I know that hill. Yeah, and I know your brother. Yeah. So beeps. Unless you're on a hill, you don't need to do it, and then you won't get all confused like you do. Even then, take a risk, beeps. <laughs> yeah, just you could turn your wheels. You've got insurance. Yeah. Fuck I mean, you only, you've already hit a biker. Like, it's shit. Yeah. You've yeah. already done the worst of the worst. We heard no, like, follow-up from that. She murdered someone with her car. Yeah. Is that why she had to get rid of old white? So, that concludes episode 16 of Beepers After Dark. Fuck out of here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Todd, spending time with you and, and thinking about our dear friends. Um, and it's... and. It's, you know, it's nice that she has this podcast until she returns to uh, the Commonwealth. Let's start the campaign right now. Hashtag BNT. Hashtag Beeps and Tones move back to Massachusetts. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you uh, after the next Beeps cast. Hint, hint, Beeps. <laughs>